Hello, Internet, and welcome to episode 76 of Ancient Ways for Modern Days. Guess what? Today is the first episode of the new year, and joined with me today, back by mediocre demand. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> you want me to start over? Wow. <laughs> Mike Freeman himself is with me. <laughs> you have lied twice in one sentence, Andrew. <laughs> What was the first lie? Uh, our first podcast dropping was the preview of our daily reading devotions. I, I guess if you count that as like yeah. our show podcast, yeah. Then yeah, I guess. But you know Something's got to count. Yeah, it does count. And we, actually, that's a good segue into our new year. We've got a lot of new things happening. But before we do that, Mike, <laughs> Mike, Mike, it's did, been a did long Did you want to say something else mean to me? I did want to say something okay. mean to you. No, no, no. Hey, man, we've had Christmas, and then we had New Year's, then we kind of had a week off because of the snow. We were like yeah. snowed in where we were and stuff, man. How are you? What's going on in your world? My world is good, man. I, I love the New Year. I'm all, You and I are very similar in this light. We, uh, I, I love the beginning of a year. I love getting through the holidays. I love the holidays, but then yeah. that there's just such a uh, anticipation of getting through them and then returning to some of the routine that yes. tends to be thrown out the window in the busyness and then the, the irregularity of schedule during mm-hmm. the holidays. And so I am, uh, I'm just loving being back into, uh, the office daily, the snow is gone. Most of the ice is gone. It's yeah. still icy up in the higher parts around here and, uh, and getting back to a routine for mornings and being productive. Yeah. I, I love it. You know, I, I love the uh, the calmness after the hustle and bustle of the holiday season. For me, honestly, I guess because maybe we work specifically with children, but for me, I feel like everything really ramps up around October because we have uh, our, our Halloween outreaches, then we go into our church's Thanksgiving, stuff like that. Then it goes into like everything else we do for Christmas and then New Year's and then just January 1. I, it's kind of like you know, we talked about this. I love getting up early. January 1, something about starting the new year, the new day of the new year, just up, being productive. Yeah, rub it in, man. Yeah. Well, this year, I didn't get up early as I wanted to. I think I got up, my early was like 6 or 7 or something okay. like that. Um, but uh, I don't know. What did you do? I, I didn't do much for New Year's this year because like I was a little worn out and I went to bed early. I, uh, I, did, some, I did some tech stuff that night. And what did what did you do? What did you did you guys bang well, on pots and pans and stuff? We, we stayed up till midnight, and okay. you know our kids really they they value that, mm-hmm. even though I you know rebuke them for it regularly. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, and we had a good time. We watched. We're trying to get through all the old Spider Mans before we watched the No Way Home. Okay. And so we watched one and maybe half of those. And uh, are you guys still on the Tobey Maguire one? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, we are in the third one. Okay. That has. Uh, it has Topher Grace and yeah, uh, yeah, and he's yeah. the uh, yeah, he's Eddie Brock and you know all those names oh, yeah. better than I do, but uh, yeah, because I'm actually just watching those right now too. Are so, you really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we did that. We stayed up till midnight and like Asher made it. Our seven year old, he made it. He was so thrilled. He, uh, you know, we had a little sparkling cider stuff. Yeah. Uh, we drank it and then he says, "Okay, I'm going to bed," <laughs> <laughs> and he just ran right up the stairs and went right to bed. And, uh, and Ella, basically the same thing, like, you know, 12, 10, she's out asleep and, That's awesome. and Jay, he lingered a little bit more, but it was, uh, it was good. Slept in the next morning and we had, you know, services right on the tails of okay. that. And so it was good. Um, I did not get up early though. I did not get to do my new year's day planning as I would like, but I, I did do a lot of that in the week pr- prior in it, in, after yeah. Christmas, between Christmas and new year's, I, I was able to take some time. We were snowed in yeah. for a lot of that. And so I just 
plugged away in the office early mornings when everyone was sleeping and it was kind of awesome. New Year's Day was a little bit different this year too because it was a Saturday, right? And I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like Saturday is my Monday for, for me. So it's not like a day where I can just kind of lean back. I get up and just get going, right? Mm-hmm. If, if it was an office day, I kind of feel like I have more time to just plan things out. But just like you, I also kind of took some time to think about uh, the week before since we were snowed in. I had plenty of time just to sit on my computer and just think about play Halo. the future. Yeah, play. Oh my gosh. I've been playing so much Halo. As a matter of fact, I, I feel like you just walked away from me when I tried to tell you a story. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did walk away from you. I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> so that world has sucked me back in but, uh, but you know, this upcoming year, I'll probably be playing less video games as I get back into the gym and stuff. You know, actually, it, it, it being the new year, Mike, do you have any goals or habits? I know last year we kind of did New Year's resolutions. We talked about some things, but we talked about resolutions as in like the resolve to character, character and, and things of like God. That. Yeah. yeah. This year, what about, do you have any uh, things you're looking forward to, things you're working towards? I'm just rebuilding some habits. I've kind of been, I've kind of been up and down, you know, I had COVID in August and um, just kind of physically, I haven't got back into some of the habits I had before that. And so I've got habits in terms of, you know, my morning routine and I'm just setting it in stone. So I have a morning routine. I get up, I do Bible, I read mm-hmm. some, you know, some old literature as well. And then, uh, then I doing some gym stuff. I'm working on cardio right now, getting the habit into mm-hmm. that. And then, um, and then after that, my habit is, uh, usually breakfast shower. I do original language work. Um, and then we're doing something new right now. We homeschool. And so I'm actually kind of overseeing my oldest son's homeschooling. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of waiting until he is ready for the day. He has a one class at the local uh, high school and then we come into the office together. So that's kind of my, I'm just trying to build those habits. So the, the time with the Lord time reading someone who is uh, a theologian of renown who is dead mm-hmm. and then time in the gym and then time working on my language, you know, Greek and Hebrew stuff. Those are kind of my not resolutions, but those are the habits I'm really trying to become just extra consistent in so that I can become proficient okay. and masterful in some of the, mm-hmm. the things that I'm, you know, personally and professionally working on. Okay. That's cool, man. You know, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, you talked about rebuilding your body and rebuilding some habits like that's in my brain. 2022 isn't really like a year of me trying to do new things is trying to reclaim things I tried doing in 2021 before my life just was completely difference with with my injury and everything but um i kind of feel like i'm with everyone else who made new year's resolutions to get healthy again as but but i really i'm just trying to move forward with uh rebuilding my my mobility there are my lower body is incredibly tight so i'm waking up in the mornings and just doing what i can to to reclaim my health of just stretches and rolling out my muscles and things like that um this year though this year one of the new things I'm adding to my routine actually is just journaling what I want to do for the day and the week. Uh, typically, I kind of write things down as a list, but I find for me, I, I call it um, just yeah, morning journaling, and I just I have a little document where I just wake up and I just stream of consciousness. Right, this is what the conversations I had yesterday. These are things I talked about last week. These are things I did yesterday. Is there anything that needs to carry out to today and the rest of the week? And that actually kind of gets me in this work mode where I'm like, all right, that feels productive. Now I got to ride that train as far as I can into the next few hours. And that, that's been helping me a lot. Um, it's, it's different than just writing a list. Something about me writing out my, all my thoughts has really helped me out. So that's cool. That's, that's my newest thing. And then the other thing too, is actually this year I'm doing our church's reading plan. Yeah. Um, 
I, 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 for our church who's listening, just so you guys know, if you go to our Faith Life group on the app or the website or any of those things, uh, we have our church's Faith Life reading plan listed there. So you can just click on it and it'll go from passage to passage to passage. And you can just, it streamlines the entire process, just yeah. being able to read Genesis and then uh, it goes into Psalm. Well, and then I think it's Ezra, right? Yeah. And then, and then uh, Matthew. And yeah, it's it's pretty nice. It's cool. Our reading plan's a little unique this mm-hmm. year. I, I changed it up a tad, mm-hmm. but it's it's same kind of mindset where you get through the Old Testament over two years, uh, and then the New Testament in one year. But um, I like Psalms, and so what it does is it interjects Psalms throughout. So you read Psalms uh, each year mm-hmm. in entirety. But also, I, I got some feedback this last year as we we were on a two year plan for the Old Testament, and the prophets people just they kind of. Um, it was hard to go from one prophet to the next, to the next, to the next for really like almost half a year. Yeah. And, um, and so what we did this year is we, we have the old Testament broken up into two tracks and you read those two tracks simultaneously. And so that way, when we are in the prophets, you're going to be in something else at the same time. And it will just kind of break it up and, and make it a little bit, um, a little bit more variety, I guess. And so that's kind of the, the vision behind that. Okay, that's cool. I, I'm excited to try it. I'm I'm excited to see the conversation that have happens with it. I was really encouraged to see so many of our people just jump on board, want to see what's going on, and be part of that community and be able to to, to discuss the insights that we're all seeing together. Mm-hmm. So, I, if you're listening to this and, you, and you're looking for a, how to jump on, actually, if you look at the description of this podcast, I'll have some links to how, where you can find that information for yourself. So, yeah, yeah. You know, Mike, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and along with that, you know, the other thing we're, we're pushing is these daily devotions based oh, yeah. on the New Testament reading. Yeah. And so this is kind of a stretch goal. If, if we are talking goals, it's kind of a commitment that I made to do a, just a short devotion, five to 10 minutes every weekday that coincides with our New Testament reading. Mm-hmm. And so right now we're in Matthew. And so yesterday we had a, I think almost a 10 minute video on Matthew chapter one, just mm-hmm. making some connections. Same thing today, Matthew chapter two, tomorrow, Matthew chapter three. And so every weekday there's going to be one or a short video of a thought from that chapter. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to like expositionally teach the entire chapter. It's not going to touch every verse. It's more, here is a highlight. Here is something you can take with you. Here's something mm-hmm. you can think a little bit deeper about meant to um, just propel people a little bit further in their Bible reading, their Bible understanding, comprehension, and really their obedience to the word of God and their love for the Lord Jesus. And yeah. so I'm, I'm really excited about that. It's been fun so far. That's been really fun. And I love that people are jumping on with that. And so I, I guess if you're a listener right now, you already know that we have a podcast because you're listening to it right now. And you may have noticed then, honestly, by the time this comes out, I believe three devotions will have come out um, before you listen to this podcast. So you know that these are already happening and now you're kind of getting an explanation as to what's happening. <laughs> But um, you know what? If you know someone who is wondering how to listen to this podcast, I know that some of you are listening on SoundCloud itself. Just so you know, um, these are also available on Spotify and where other podcasts are available. But I know most popular people are like, they use Spotify a lot. So if you have someone in the church that's interested in listening and connecting with that, you can listen to the audio there. Or if you, because Mike's actually making videos, is it what these, these audios that you're hearing on this channel are, are being taken from a video he's made. And those videos are being posted on our YouTube channel. The best way to, uh, to look for our YouTube channel, go to youtube.com and then just type in VCF Longview and then just look for our logo. Um, and then that's, 
subscribe to that and you'll see the videos come out every day. I've been scheduling them for 6 a.m. drops. So I imagine if you're doing your devotions around 6 a.m., this should be right there to help you and be a companion to your, your morning. It's awesome. That's, uh, that's, that's, if you do this right, you could have Mike in your life oh, gosh. almost every day out of the week. <laughs> I didn't think about it like that. It's become terrifying. <laughs> just every day you hear Mike's voice just coming through. <laughs> More than that, though, I mean, really, the, the heart is it, it, you can have the word of God connecting with it, being explained, going a little bit deeper regularly. And that's really the heart here. It is. And you know what? I, I know, Mike, you've been asking me for some feedback on how the videos are, are doing stuff. You know what? If you are watching these things and you have questions, again, I would just strongly, strongly encourage, man, if you, if you hear something that Mike talks about and you're like, man, I want to know more, you can comment on the YouTube channel itself. You can also send in to, uh, a comment to our email, uh, podcast at vcflongview.org. There's contact information listed on almost everywhere we, we, we post on on. Or everywhere we post, there's there's contact information. So we're not hard to get a hold of. I mean, we got the website, the Facebook stuff, and you've got your um, you know your profiles on the dating website. Yeah, and so yeah. there's lots of ways to connect with ChristianMingle.com. Look for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not on there. Well, I might be. I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of New Year's goals, I no, I'm just joking. <laughs> so yeah, I, I know you were asking for. Um, uh, feedback, and I, I just want to let people know that, like, if you have questions, but honestly, if there's things that you want to hear about, that would be a great place to connect. Because I, I don't know if people know this, but when we make content, we're kind of just shooting in the dark, and it helps us out a lot when we get feedback and know, like, okay, here's a direction we can go. You have you have a lot of influence in that. Definitely so. learning as we go. Yeah, and it's been enjoyable. My oldest has been giving me feedback already. And oh, so, really? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> You know, that's, they're a YouTube generation. It's, it's kind of crazy to me. I'll tell you Uh, what, he was listening to it uh, today and I walked in and he was listening to it at double speed and I was kind of offended. (laughs) (laughs) But you listen to people at double speed. I do. I do. I listen to everyone at double speed. (laughs) And I was like, he's like, dad, you speak too slow. I was like, what are you talking about, man? So I don't know. So I didn't realize you could do that until I met you. I used to listen to podcasts and audiobooks like at one speed. And then when I met you listening to something like at double speed, it's like, oh my gosh, you're right. I could do that. So now I listen to most things at about one and a half is where I'm at. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But now you get to feel what it's like to be so. It hurt me. It hurt me. And I was like, oh, maybe I should think deeply about this. That's funny. Oh my gosh. That's funny. So. So if you're listening to this, it better be at single speed <laughs> <laughs> or, or half speed if you really want to hang out. So anyway, Mike, uh, are you are you ready to jump into today's topic? Let's do it. All right. So just to recap, we have been going through a, a systematic theology um, study is what we're doing. And for the last few weeks, we've been looking at uh, the character of God in, in many ways. So we're, specifically, we've been looking at what his names are reveal about him. Last week, uh, the last episode was Elohim. Uh, prior to that was uh, the name Yahweh. And and just as a recap, these aren't names that someone gave to God. These are names that he has given himself to identify something about himself. Cor- correct? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're still kind of on that trend. What are, what are we covering today? Yeah, we're going to turn a little bit of a corner and we're really asking the question, what is God like? And so we know what he's like because of his names. He is the the ever-existent one. He is I am that I am. He's Yahweh, right? And then he's El or Elohim. He is the the supreme one. Um, he is God. And, uh, and that's part of how we know what God is like. But also, there are God's characteristics, mm-hmm. God's uh, attributes, sometimes they're called, right? And so when we think about 
people we know, we like, hey, describe, um, you know, describe Andrew. Well, you know, Andrew is funny and mm-hmm. he's generous and he's thoughtful of people, you know, like those kind of things that we would describe oh, each thanks. other about. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a guy that I know named Andrew from, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went to school with him. Uh, no, there's how we think about people. Well, in the same way, God shows us his attributes, his mm-hmm. characteristics. But the thing about his characteristics is we, we don't just call them his attributes or his characteristics. When it comes to God's characteristics, there's actually another ter- term we use for that, that we don't use for each other, which the term is his perfections. Oh, okay. And, and the reason why is because Andrew, you, you are a caring person. I, I know you to be a ca- mm-hmm. caring person, but are you perfectly a caring person? I am not. No, you're, you're a generous person. Are you a perfectly generous person? I am not. No. And I would say the same thing about me. I'm not perfect in those things, Okay. but God <clears throat> in his attributes, in God's characteristics, God is perfect. Okay, so in, 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 if I'm hearing you correctly, you could think of it like if we had described God as a caring God, that he is actually the perfect example of what it means to be caring. Yeah. If we say that God is a just God, he is the perfect example of what it means to be just. That's right. So that's why we call it his perfections yep. because he's the only one that's right. that would be perfect in this. Okay, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. And you think about it, like it, it does make sense in a lot of ways because even that example of caring. Well, you're a caring person, but has there ever been a time where you were in a situation where you were trying to care for someone, but you felt flat footed, like, I don't even know if I'm doing this right. Uh, yeah. There's also been situations where I should have been caring and I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and so God, he, he is in his perfection. He, he does it absolutely perfectly all the time, mm-hmm. right? Like that's who he is. Okay. And so when we talk about this, we, we talk about his perfections and, and the scripture bears testimony to this. And so you have a few passages. I think you have those in front of you, right? Yeah. Like that Matthew five forty eight. Yeah. Why don't you read that? Yeah. It says, you therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Yeah. And so this couple things in this passage, right? The, the second part of it, the second clause here, it describes that the heavenly father is He's perfect, right? Now it commands us to be perfect as well. And there's some context that you got to do there. That same, um, you know, context there, Jesus says that our righteousness has to exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees. And so that's really kind of, the point is you, you can't be perfect on your own. You can't exceed the perfection of them or their righteousness on your own. And this is really, it points us to our need for the gospel, mm-hmm. for, for Christ's perfection given to us. But that aside, what is this saying? This is saying God is Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. And then another one uh, says, this God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. That's Psalm 18, verse 30. And I love it. It just says, this God, his way is perfect, right? And uh, the word of the Lord proves true. This is, again, it's just a revelation of who God is describing him as perfect. His way is perfect. His word is perfect perfect or true. And so God is, it is very core. He he is perfect. And so when we say he's got attributes, well, he's got these characteristics that are, again, we're repeating ourselves, but perfect. Yeah. That's so fascinating. That should be a help to people who, whenever they have a question about their own lives and they're like, well, I know I should be caring or I know I should be generous. And you're looking for an example of that. Because actually, so I just had this example or this conversation with my younger brother. We got done watching uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. And we were talking about heroes and how kids grow up looking up to heroes. Because they set the example of heroes and, and, and all these things like that. But really, in many ways, 
as human beings, as we are looking for examples to be like that, what we're saying here is that God is the example. So when we talk about how God is just or when God is perfect in his justice, we look to him for examples of how to do that. And so there is no other standard because he's the one that's perfect at that. Yeah. That, that should encourage us to know that when you are lost and you're looking for, you know, I, I just had this conversation with a student yesterday about um, he's a little selfish. He's like, well, how should I be selfless? Well, you can look to Christ and look to see how he cared for others. And that is the model. And that we should be, we should be following that example. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and man, I, I just want to push that out a little further. That's a great thought. The, the next part of this Psalm verse, it says his word proves true. Mm-hmm. And so this isn't like a, an imagined vision of who God is and what that justice or what that, you know, love looks like, or that selflessness looks, looks like, excuse me. This is, God has shown us in his word, mm-hmm. his word proves true. And so if we're trying to figure out what does it look like to live a good life, his word tells us his word proves true. Yeah. If we're trying to figure out what does it look like to deal with my finances in a way that honors God, his word proves true. If, if we're talking about what does it look like for us to, you know, think about the government and how we should, how the government should operate and how the world should work. Mm-hmm. Guess what? His word proves true. Now, it doesn't give a description that's like, let me give you step one, step two, step three necessarily, but the principles that we find in scripture will always prove true and will always guide us Mm -hmm. toward that perfection. Yep. So that's, again, a little bit of an offshoot, but it's all connected. It is. Yeah. I I just, I I saw that connection there when we talked about his perfections and character, like he, he is who we strive to be like. So, okay, cool. So I, I see in the notes that we're, we're about to jump into the idea of how God has perfections and that we kind of share in some of those. Is that yeah. where we're going here? Yeah. Yeah. And so there's different ways of classifying the perfections. And, and one of the, the common ways of classifying them is the, uh, a classification in two ways. One is his incommunicable attributes and the other is his communicable attributes. Now that's kind of a, a fancy word, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it, if you think about communicable, we're talking about almost like you hear that word communicate, mm-hmm. or I want you to think sharing, right? Okay. So there are attributes that God holds that he is perfect in, that he shares with humanity, that we can share in them, that we can reflect those. But then there are attributes that he does not share with humanity. Okay. So the communicable ones are the ones that we, because we share them with him. It's not that we share as in like, because he's righteous, we're righteous, but we share in the fact that like, because he's capable of doing this, we also are capable of being just, mm-hmm. but then, but then because of that, because we can share that we should follow his example. Okay. Okay. And then the incommunicable ones are the ones that really set him apart as God, right? He is other. He is higher than we are. He is, he is not us. We are not him. He is different. He is transcendent in these. And so I thought we would just, uh, you know, kind of list out these and, okay. and not spend a lot of time on each one. We'd be here a really long time if we did that, but I kind of want to just run through the list of his incommunicable attributes, the things that set God apart that he does not share with us. And then we'll kind of do the same thing for the ones that are communicable. Okay. And again, I would just like to stress to anyone listening that if you hear an attribute of God that you were like, man, I want to know more about that. Let us know. And maybe we'll dedicate a whole episode to just that one concept. Mm-hmm. Again, we would love to hear from from you. So yeah, let us know. So let's do this, Mike. Yeah. So, um, if you start with one, one of his, uh, incommunicable attributes is that God is independent, or sometimes this is called is his aseity, right? Okay. And this is the idea that God, he, he does not need us. 
He does not need anything. God is within himself. He is completely independent, completely self-sustaining. He has no want or need that he, he, he is alone. He is God, right? Yeah. Does this make sense? It, it does. It's, it's, it's a challenging notion because we live in a quote-unquote independent country, right? And there's a lot of people who, who think to themselves, well, I'm an independent person, but you're not, right? You depend on breath you depend on other people you de- there's a lot of things that you depend on we're, we're we're not even talking about depending on people we're talking like there is nothing that god needs yeah. for his existence That's he doesn't right. need the, the air in our lungs he doesn't need matter he doesn't need food he doesn't there is nothing here so that we're this is a whole other level yeah of independence here which is interesting you apply that right when someone says i'm an independent person there, there is a maybe you have to be careful there because you can kind of be starting to lean into maybe self-idolatry, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I'm going to take the place of God. I'm going to act like I don't need anyone yet. God made us for relationships. Mm-hmm. He made us to be independent on each other. And ultimately he made us to depend on him. Yeah. Right. We are vulnerable. And so we are very dependent upon him. And so, um, you know, there's kind of a, what do we learn about ourselves when we realize we're not independent, Correct. but he is. Mm-hmm. So that that's one. Another one is God is immutable or, or unchangeable. Okay. And so God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Um, <laughs> and he wouldn't need to if he's perfect. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. They, they very much connect logically there. Yeah. And then you have ones like he is eternal. Mm-hmm. So we talked about this a lot when we talked about God being Yahweh. He, mm-hmm. he says, I am that I am. Mm-hmm. I am the ever existent one. Like I, I existed before anything. I'll exist after everything. Like he is the, the pre-existent eternal one. This is who God is. And then you have the omnis. And I'm going to bounce around a little bit if you're on the list here. Okay. But So things like he is omnipresent or he's omnipotent or he is omniscient. These, these words, omni, means he is all of that. And so when he, we say he is omnipotent, that means he is all-powerful. Mm-hmm. He, he is all-powerful. And then you have omniscient means he knows everything. Oh, yep. There's nothing outside of his knowledge. There's nothing outside of his sight. He sees and knows everything. And then omnipresent, this means that, that he is everywhere. There's nowhere we can run and hide from him, right? That, that he, he is existing at all places at all times. Now, this isn't like pantheism like or, or something like that, but this is, he's just, he's ever-present. He's always there because he always sees everything and he's always powerful over everything. Yep. Um, th- these are important words, right? These are great words. I'm, I'm, you know, my youngest son, I'm teaching him these words and, and it's fun to have him kind of fall in love with the concept of God's character. He is perfect in these things. He is perfectly all powerful, perfectly all knowing, perfectly all present, right? Um, other characteristics, God is invisible, right? Like he cannot be seen, um, the, the exception of that is when Jesus, as the second person of the triune God, comes in the flesh, right? Um, and then uh, I guess we could say God is perfect in his perfections. That's another one of his attributes. And then the last one we'll say for here is God is unity. And so Father, Son, and Spirit, they are united, it, perfect unity. But also God is united perfectly in all of his attributes. And so he's not, how do we want to put this? You think about maybe his incommunicable or his communicable attributes, like his his love and his justice. Mm-hmm. It's not that God is fifty percent loving and fifty percent just. He is one hundred percent of both of those in perfect unity. Okay, so that's like I see what you're saying. So like because in in the Christian world, we often talk about like uh, righteousness and grace. I think those are some, and sometimes we say that some people lean a little too much into grace. 
meaning that they they let things slide. And we say sometimes people lean a little too much onto truth in the sense that they are they they're dogmatic and they they don't extend grace. But what you're saying is that God, he is not that he's perfectly fifty fifty. He's like he's both of those things, and in the way he is, it's a perfect unison mm-hmm. of those things Like he can't he doesn't err one way to satisfy another way okay Correct. okay and man that just reminds me i mean we just got through christmas but i think about john 1 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we have seen his glory glory as the only son from the or begotten of the father full of grace and truth mm-hmm. right perfect in grace, perfect in truth, completely full of both of those, not 50, 50, but all grace, Mm -hmm. all the grace that we need. And then truth, all the truth that we need. And those two are meant to go hand in hand, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you just have one without the other, you're not, you're not reflecting Christ, which means you're not actually honoring God. Yeah. And that's, and we don't want to go down this road too far, but like that's, that, that is the struggle that we as mortal beings have is sometimes we tend to err certain ways at the sacrifice at, of, of other characteristics. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Okay. So those are some of his incommunicable attributes. Now we could probably list out more, but just kind of as a primer, mm-hmm. getting people think these are what sets God apart as God. And he is perfect in these attributes. He is perfect in all of these things. This is who God is. But then also there's, there's characteristics of God or perfections of God that are reflected in humanity. And really that as Christians, we are meant to grow in. And so these are things like, well, some of these we grow in. Some of these are just kind of based on the Imago Dei in our life. Okay. But uh, God exists. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? We exist. We do too. Yeah. Okay. Right. This isn't like the matrix or something like that, where we got something plugged in and we're living in an alternate reality. Yeah. God, God, he exists and, and he's made us and he's made us in his image and we exist. Also things like, well, God is knowable. Mm-hmm. Well, this is great because we're made in his image and God is a... He, he is a relatable God. He is a knowable God and he's made us in his image in that way. And so we can know each other. I know you, Andrew, mm-hmm. you know me, we're, we're knowing each other more and more. The longer we get to serve the Lord side by side, we, we know what, what each other like. We know what each other like to do for fun, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. God is knowable. So are we. Um, what else is on this list so here? God is spirit. Yeah. yeah. So God is spirit. Well, God is pure spirit. You and I, we, we are spirit, but mm-hmm. we're also body, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can make this distinction between us, uh, and the angels as well. Right. So while God is spirit people, we are, we are beings with a soul. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, you know, like angels, they are, they're spirit mm-hmm. without a, without a body, but then you go into like the animal kingdom. Well, well animals, they're their bodies without the spirit. Right? right. And so we are kind of that, you know, in between angels and animals, we are body and spirit, right. Mm-hmm. Or soul, soul spirit. It's yeah. kind of same, same deal over there. Um, what else? I'm just going to list a few of these out. Yeah. So God is wise. God is truthful. God is good. God is holy. God is righteous and just. Uh, these are all things that we should grow in, mm-hmm. right? These are all things that we see reflected in humanity Hopefully you see reflected in your life, mm-hmm. you know, our listeners, hopefully these are things that you're growing in. And then you have a, a strange one. God is jealous. Okay. Does that, uh, does that feel like a good characteristic? Yeah. I was gonna say like, that's interesting that's listed here because, uh, it's listed as if, at least with the way that everything else is listed, it seems like this is being listed as a good thing. Yeah. Uh, is it? So I don't know. Cause we always tend to think of jealousy as a really bad thing. Yeah. So yeah, I guess we'd love to unpack that a little bit. It's, it's jealousy in, in light of wanting the love and loyalty of, of that, which you're due. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So I, I like to give the example of uh, in a family. Okay. So the easy one, I'm a husband mm-hmm. and my wife loves me mm-hmm. and uh, I would be jealous if she showed the affection she should have for her husband toward okay. anyone else. Right. That would be a righteous jealousy. That would mm-hmm. be a good jealousy mm-hmm. in the same way with my kids. Right. I want, I want to be the biggest man in my kid's life. Mm-hmm. I want them to love me. I want them to crave my love. This is how God treats his people. Okay. He's a heavenly father, right? And he wants his people to love him and, and he wants his people to crave his love yeah. and he's jealous for that. And so when we go and we love something else besides him with the love that we should have for him, that's called idolatry actually. Yeah. And God is jealous and he's perfectly jealous in that. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense because what basically what you just outlined is the idea that jealousy, the idea of jealousy actually isn't a negative thing. It's just that, that we as human beings, because we are broken, we don't know how to go about doing it the correct way. So the fact that we are jealous isn't a bad thing. It's about how we respond to that. And yet, if we wanted to grow in our response to jealousy, we would look to our jealous God yeah. and to see how he responds with his jealousy in perfection. Yeah. That is fascinating. That's right. And in modern language, we actually use the word jealousy the wrong way. Yeah. Okay. Right. So like I get a brand new pair of shoes and you mm-hmm. love them and you say, and oh, I'm so jealous. jealous. That's the wrong term. Isn't that covetousness? <laughs> It'd be envy. Yeah. I mean, okay. Right. So and it's, it's desiring something that's not yours. Coveting mm-hmm. is the same idea, right? Mm-hmm. But jealousy, the idea here is, is desiring that which is yours. Ah. desiring the affection of that which is yours right and so we tend to use the word jealousy with instead of the word envy mm. but really jealousy is desiring that which should be yours words are important guys yeah words are important yeah especially here in the biblical idea of, mm-hmm. of god's jealousy god says he's a jealous god mm-hmm. he, he he craves he longs for the the affection of his people now it's interesting because god's also independent mm-hmm. right so he, he doesn't have that need mm-hmm. right he is not lessened by it he is not like all of a sudden oh he's gonna go and cry himself <laughs> to bed like but but he's made us mm-hmm. and he's called us to himself and he he deserves our worship and our love and our affection and our allegiance and he's jealous for it okay. and so that's that's kind of the idea here yeah it's a wonderful concept um also you know god is wrathful towards sin yes um now this is interesting because you know wrath is an expression of anger mm-hmm. um and and so as a characteristic we're kind of almost kind of getting into some semantic word cutting words here and there but but the point here is the way god responds towards sin is perfect the, the way God responds towards sin, it, it is perfect. And, and the perfect response, the right response is the, the righteous anger of God poured mm-hmm. out upon it. Um, so you think about this, well, God is perfectly love and mm-hmm. God is perfectly, you know, just towards sin. And we say he's both of those things, 100%. How can that be? How can that be? And the best answer to that question, how can he be with those things? is when we look at the cross. Okay. Because you know, when we look at the cross, remember what we're seeing right there. Uh, the cross of Jesus Christ, we see the love of God expressed abundantly. What, what is Jesus doing on the cross? He's dying for our sin because of love. Uh, how great the Father's love for us, right? He is, he is sending the Son, Jesus, to pay the ultimate punishment for our sin. That's his love. But you know what else we see there? 
we see his wrath. Yeah. Because the, the wrath of God is poured out upon him. The, the consequence for our sin, the punishment for our sin, it, it is being satisfied. This is that you know theological word, propitiation. God's wrath is now satisfied. The just requirement of our sin has mm-hmm. been paid through Christ. What do we see at the cross? This magnificent moment where the wrath of God and the love of God fully seen together perfectly. It's it's the beauty of the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. It's when we remember that when we see God's perfection. You know, that's that's fascinating because we always tend to f- focus on the the grace of God at the cross, but we forget that the behind not, not even behind it, but like that happened because of the wrath of God, which needs to happen because God is a just God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, a few others. God wills what he wills. You know, God has freedom. This is the idea that that he does what he wants. Our God is in the heavens. He does whatever he pleases. Um, and then the last two, God is blessed and God is beautiful. And, and isn't it great that God shares these with yeah. us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we are blessed in Christ, um, but God is blessed. And this is part of his character that he He allows us to experience. And and then finally, God is beautiful. And, and he really is. Um, his glory is beautiful. And yet he shares that with us. We, we see beauty reflected in mankind in, in a myriad of ways, mm-hmm. right? We see in the, the classical beauty uh, of attraction between a, you know, a husband and wife. We see the beauty in mankind of people caring for each other and serving each other. We see the beauty of a family. We see the beauty of forgiveness. We, we see beauty over and over again because God shares that with us. And so this is... This is really kind of like a quick flyby overview, but what we want our listeners to hear today, we want what we want in their mind is we want you to see God in his perfections and in that how he reveals himself, but also how he shares that with us. And again, it it makes us just be in awe of God more and more. He, he is amazing. He is. You know, we went through all these attributes so quickly, but I hope people just take the time to let that soak in a little bit and just to be in awe of who, of who God is. And honestly, in many ways to be encouraged by those attributes, you know? So that's pretty cool. Mike, after, after we go through these, there's so much more that, uh, that people could, I, I guess, dive into when we look at God's characteristics and things. What, what do you feel like people should be taking away from, from all this? I think one of the best things you can take away from just a, a short introduction to God's characteristics is that, that God is inexhaustible in his character. Like you can never know him enough. Mm-hmm. There's always ways to grow in your relationship with him. There's always ways to go deeper in your understanding of who he is. You know, my, my, my uh, I have a friend and they tell a story about how they grew up in church and, you know, they read the Bible and, and they heard the stories and they got to a spot in their, you know, later adolescence where they kind of felt like they, they knew everything mm-hmm. and it became a little, a little stale to them. And then they, they talked about someone else they know that came to faith a little bit later in life. And this person started to devour the word of God wow. and fall in love with it. And this per in, in person one, they, they, they told me how it kind of reinvigorated their awareness of, of the depths of the majesty of the glory of God, of the riches of his character and of his grace and his mercy. We, we can, if we're not careful, we can say, Oh, you know, I, I kind of know the Bible. Mm-hmm. I kind of know truth. I kind of know who God is. And, and we can kind of almost become cavalier or like flipping or like, just like, you know, it becomes common to us, but listen, 
God's never going to be common to us. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we go to heaven, we are never going to exhaust the riches of who he is from century to century to millennium to millennium. We are going to continually fall in love with his greatness and his character. We're going to continually be on this path of discovering him more and more and understanding him in deeper ways. Uh, that's what I want people to take away. God is so much more than we can imagine. And, and so we should pursue him. We should strive to know him. We should strive to try, strive to know him more and more. That's, I think that's the, the thrust of today's podcast. Don't give up in knowing him. Go deeper. Learn more. And that's, I appreciate you saying that because there's always, you read these these reports that we as a culture now are, are what we call post-Christian. As in, we have a lot, even kids, Gen Z kids who think they understand the Bible. Like, oh, we get that. We've heard these stories and all this stuff like that. And yet we, we don't. And even those of us who have spent our lives studying it, like there's always such a greater depth. And, and in many ways, it's not about... For me, it's not about knowing God from an academic purpose, but it's about knowing him and experiencing it like that heart and just walking with the living God. I, uh, I wish I could go back in time and talk to younger Andrew and be like, hey, man, it's not about you studying the Bible so you can argue with atheists to, to, to win them to the Lord because it's not what happens. That's not how it works. It's, it's about there's a God who genuinely loves you and he wants to walk with you and he wants you to see him. And that's, I, I think that's kind of the point where we're getting at. Like, man, God, God is constantly, he's inexhaustible and he wants to reveal more and more of himself mm-hmm. to, to us. And to, to know him more and more and to get to the spot where, you know, yeah, far as listeners in their car or they're alone right now, I mean, podcasts like this should lead you to just like almost hit pause and then start singing praise God from whom all blessings flow. Right. Uh, great is the Lord, you know, like the, it, it, it the, the, the right and the appropriate and the best response is a response of worship, not just in song, but, but in the holistic living of your life, like mm-hmm. the, how you go about your life, like living in reflection of his incredible majesty and in that his desire to show you his love. Yeah. When you and I, I mean, we can, we will talk about it in a number of weeks. We are wretched. We, we are sinful. We are, um, disturbed and Mm -hmm. despicable and you know rebellious and yet this immense god loves us and has saved us this just leaves us in humility and in in honor of him you know that's awesome you know mike as we um kind of bring this to a close i hope and i pray that our listeners you know just take a moment to reflect on what was just said but you know you, you talk about moving on from here, do you, do you want to give us a little bit of a snippet of maybe what topics we'll be hitting uh, moving moving forward if you're prepared for that? Well, we're going to, we're going to, uh, we're going to talk more about God. Okay. We're going to talk about the Trinity. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> that's what's next. Um, and I think that's what we'll, we'll leave it at for now because that will probably take, I don't know, three or four or 10 weeks or no. Yeah. I mean, I think we can cover the, perfectly cover the Trinity yeah, right. in 20 minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> we'll, we'll see because we, we haven't done that yet, right? Yeah, we have not. Yeah. So oh. I think that's where we're going to go next is talking about how God is triune. Yeah. He is three and one. Okay. And so that will be next week's. Well, that'd be awesome. Mike, will you close us in prayer? Yeah. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your faithfulness for your love, for your justice, for your mercy, for your patience, for your kindness. God, thank you for your justice. God, thank you that you are all powerful, that you know everything. Thank you that you are eternal. God, we can, we can rattle the list off over and over and then more. And we thank you for who you are. 
And we thank you that you have loved us in in our weak, lowly frames. Lord, you have chosen to show us your grace through your son, Jesus Christ. And, And God, we confess that we don't deserve it. We don't deserve your love, but we thank you for it. And we, we more than appreciated it. We, we, we live by it. And Father, we pray that you would help us to desire to know you more. God, I pray for our listeners that maybe feel a little bit stagnant in their, in their pursuit of you, in their knowledge of you. Those who maybe feel like they've heard things before, they've heard enough before. I pray that you would use this podcast to open up their minds and their hearts to your majesty, how they, they will never exhaust your character that they should always be learning more and growing more in you. And we pray that this brings you more glory and more honor. And we pray this in Jesus's name. Amen. You've been listening to Ancient Ways for Modern Days, a ministry of Valley Christian Fellowship. If you'd like to check out more resources or even connect with us, go to vcflongview.org.